It's time for JB and the General, presented by the Omni Nashville Hotel. Live on WNSR, Nashville Sports Radio. Call or text into the show right now, 615-844-5600. That's 615-844-5600. Broadcasting live from the Strike and Spare studio, here's News Channel 5's John Burton and Patton Cook. Away we go on a Wednesday. WNSR, Nashville Sports Radio. JB and the General John Burton, General Patton Cook, inside the Strike and Spare Family Fund Center Studios. We are presented by the Omni Nashville Hotel. Good morning, General. How are you? Doing very well, John. How about you? I'm making it, bro. I'm doing well. <laughs> I've a lot, lot going on, but uh, things are good, man. Can't complain. Great to be up and running with you on a Wednesday. Got a good show today. Jimmy Wyatt from uh, TennesseeTitans.com will join us, the senior writer, editor. He'll join us at 925. And then at 1025, we're going to talk some Vandy, correct? That we are. Joey Dwyer writes for VandySports.com as well as uh, the Nashville, uh, some other Nashville basketball scene, does some Lipscomb and Belmont work as well. So excited to get him on at 1025. That should be fun. So I was thinking of, you know, things to talk about today, Pat. And obviously, Preds get a win last night in Vegas. They beat the Golden Knights 5-3. Nice win for them. Uh, Kevin Lankinen actually did a nice job filling in in goal. 23 saves on 26 shots. Um, they scored three straight goals and kind of held on there. But uh, anytime you can go into the house of the Stanley Cup champions and beat them, that's certainly a, a good thing. couple wins in a row now uh, for the Preds. Uh, the Titans add a couple of more assistants. Colt Anderson, special teams, and Steve Fuchs. Got to be careful there. Careful there. Fuchs. Yep. I think it's actually... More like books, but yeah, I'm going to say Fuchs for now. Now, I'll let Jimmy correct me when he comes on at 925, but I don't want to get us. That'll in, be the first question he gets in every room. Exactly. Sure. I don't want to, I do not want to get us in trouble here. Uh, assistant offensive line coach, so he'll help out with uh, Bill Callahan, um, uh, Brian Callahan's uh, dad, the head coach. So, um, so it looks like. This staff is rounding into shape, and uh, we'll see what happens going forward. Of course, uh, the combine right around the corner, and we're really going to get into the pre-draft process yep. uh, there. Nashville SC opens tomorrow, right, in the uh, CONCACAF Champions Cup. That they do. They are, uh, They're going to be in the DR, right? Absolutely. They are there right now. Um, they uh, have flown out there, I believe, yesterday. Uh, they got there, so they'll have a, a, a day or two to uh, kind of get rattled, and they're ready to go tomorrow. Uh, and then they play on Sunday here back in Nashville. So mm-hmm. uh, ready or not, here we come. The soccer season is here, and some big games coming up for Nashville SC. You men- mentioned the Champions League, CONCACAF Champions League, a tournament they've never been in before, so fans will have to learn it, as will I. Now, they earned their way into that tournament based on how they did in the League's Cup last summer, correct? Correct. Not with... Uh, two different avenues forever it's kind of just been how you do in the uh, major league soccer mm-hmm. uh, throughout the season as well as maybe the open cup i believe if you win that you can advance on as well but with leagues cup they made it on they got through they didn't have to participate in the group stages it's just straight knockouts uh from here on out so yeah, i believe it's a best of three series uh coming up hmm uh college basketball tennessee gets a win at missouri 72 67 last night but uh Ooh, the Volhonks, I think, were a little nervous there for a while because uh, Tennessee kind of stumbled out of the gate and 
Missouri took the lead in the first half, but Dalton Connect, you know, took over in the second half. He had 17. Ziegler had 10. Adu 14. And how about Toby Awaka, 18 mm-hmm. points off the bench? He was really big for them last night. Sure did. First half, Dalton Connect did not have a field goal. He didn't get his first field goal till the 13-minute mark in the second half. So that mm. was big. Uh, for the Vols to get out of there. Games like that, you don't care how they happen. Get the win. Get the hell out of exactly. uh, Columbia, Missouri, and get back to Knoxville. And I'm sure that's what Barnes was thinking. It's like, man, we dodged one here. Let's just right. get out of here with our win. Uh, Tennessee now 20-6 uh, and six overall, 10-3 and three, uh, in the conference. Vanderbilt uh, plays Georgia tonight, I believe. Do I have that correct? Uh, yes, uh, at home tonight. Uh, so, interested to see... The crowd mood, of course, you've had the, the rumor swirling regarding the future of Jerry Stackhouse and how hot his seat is. Um, mm. no word has come down, so it looks like he will be able to roam the sidelines and the, uh, and get into Memorial Gym tonight. I'm assuming his, uh, access card still works, so he'll be able to scan <laughs> that in, but big night for uh, Vanderbilt tonight. And I, I think for Jerry Stackhouse's future, not necessarily, uh, um, I don't know. I, is it a must win for his future? I'd say his future's already decided. If it's decided on a game against Georgia right. with already the season's gone, I got bigger questions uh, over there. But um, the mood will be interested tonight. See, interested to see how it goes. When you look at you know just how they were really, they just looked uninterested in the Tennessee game over the weekend. Um, yeah, obviously you would think that. Jerry Stackhouse's seat is heating up, if you will. Also tonight, uh, Kentucky is at LSU. Belmont plays tonight, which is why I'm anchoring. There you <laughs> <'Cause>, go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, Steve will be with the uh, Bruins tonight. Um, but I, listen, this business, you learn how to politely steal things from other, maybe shows, markets, yep. whatever. Interesting, uh, I was listening to WFAN this morning. My buddy Greg Giannotti does the morning show there. We work, we work together in Pittsburgh. We're going to try and get him on the show at some point. Really funny, entertaining guy. He does the show with Boomer Esiason every morning. Um, I guess there was a New York Post reporter that did some digging about this whole Travis Kelsey blow up on the sidelines with Andy Reid during the Super Bowl. Okay. Now, you're familiar with NFL films, right? Absolutely. They've been around forever, and especially on a big event like the Super Bowl. They've got cameras and microphones everywhere. Especially in the Super Bowl. Especially in the Super Bowl. So it would stand to reason, Patton, that the audio of whatever Kelsey said to Andy Reid was picked up. But according to this reporter from the New York Post, he's been doing some digging. And basically, it seems like the NFL is protecting Travis Kelsey because... That audio has not been released. Now, the audio Ooh. from the 49ers sidelines about them being confused about the overtime rules, that is in play. Yeah, that's been out there for that's a while. That's out there, right? <laughs> I See, I've not seen or, or heard yeah. any NFL films since the Super Bowl. but They've even got Mahomes at the coin toss. Uh, whenever he's running back, he goes, they want the ball. Yeah. They so want the, the ball. So they basically have the Chiefs trolling the 49ers, right? right? So they've got basically Shanahan being confused about, you know, what is going on. The only audio and video footage we have not seen is Travis Kelsey's blow up to Andy Reid. So the common theme here is Travis Kelsey. He's a very popular player now. He did a million commercials during the season. Of course, he's dating, quote unquote, Taylor Swift. And that's a big thing. So it, it would appear 
it would appear that there are some forces at play trying to protect Travis Kelsey. Now, my question is, how bad could it have been? Because we've seen footage of Tom Brady blowing up at assistant coaches, teammates. I can take you all the way back to the 90s. You know, Troy Aikman used to scream at his offensive lineman. That's out there. Emmett Smith used to scream at his offensive lineman. That's out there. We've seen all kinds of blow-ups. We've seen, you know, uh, poor Sam Darnold in the IC Ghost Monday night game against the Patriots. That's out there. That's been a, that's been a, a meme forever. I ask you, Patton Cook, General, why have we not seen or heard the footage of Travis Kelsey blowing up at Andy Reid on the sidelines? What say you? Well, uh, John, this shouldn't surprise you, but Miss Taylor Swift has some poll, JB. <laughs> yeah, apparently she's going to affect uh, the election coming up later this yes, year. Yes, uh, not only has she affected the biggest sporting event in all of uh, America, I won't say the world because I think the World Cup eclipses that, but uh, the election is next on her list. No, it, it's a good question. I I mean, I, I'm not great at reading lips, but the rips, uh, the lips that I read were, give me the effing ball. So, yeah. I, I, I mean, that's not, <laughs> that, that, that phrase right there has been said on an NFL sideline an infinite amount of time. So, I'm not sure what they're protecting. Maybe there is something else, but I, I think there is something to it. The Chiefs are the darling uh, of the NFL model right now. What, like it or not, they garner a lot of attention good or bad, uh, hate or dislike or love. So I'm not sure why they're they're protecting this necessarily. There is no mystery, though. They they let out the, the 49ers' confusion on overtime rules before the, the, the body was cold on Super Bowl night. So it, it is interesting. I'm not sure how much I want to get into uh, the conspiracy of Taylor Swift, but I think there might be something to that, that they want to protect the image maybe a little bit of uh, Travis Kelsey. Let me read you this uh, New York Post report, some of it anyway. It's from uh, Ryan Glassbeagle of the New York Post. But the intrigue about what Kelsey yelled at the coach was supersized given the, the tight end's Q score ascendance from dating world-renowned Taylor Swift. However, inside the NFL, the longtime weekly studio show that now airs on the CW and reveals what NFL players who are mic'd up say on the field did not share the audio of the infamous dust-up despite Kelsey being mic'd up for the game. How about that? Instead, inside the NFL played audio of CBS color commentator Tony Romo saying that Kelsey told Reed, keep me in the game, and then cut to analysis from former players uh, Channing Crowder, Chris Long, and Ryan Clark. Two people highly plugged into the sports media business told The Post they suspect the Chiefs blocked NFL films which captures the mic'd up audio and inside the NFL from airing the direct Kelsey soundbite with one saying he thought that this edict came from Andy Reid. A rep for inside the NFL declined to comment. And reps for the Chiefs and NFL media, which operates NFL films, did not respond to requests for comment by the post. So, there you go. Well, I'm surprised the 49ers didn't block the... Right. Audio of their confusion. See, I realized this. I, I, I guess, yeah. It's like hard knocks, I'm, right, I'm assuming. Right, right. Hard knocks, you know, teams that do hard knocks can say certain things we don't want you to air. Like, I know this summer, uh, Robert Sala, the head coach of the Jets, because the Jets were the subject of hard knocks, right. he did not want the 
where the players go in and get informed that they're getting cut. He did not want that aired. That's but that's a huge part sure. of hard knocks is when the play, you know, when the coach has to sit there and you know the guy's sitting there in the locker room and he and he gets tapped on the shoulder by the Turk, you know, <laughs> the guy they call the Turk, right? And you know, hey, coach needs to see you bring your playbook. I mean, that's. I mean, it's 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 tough to watch, but it also is very intriguing. It's hard to look away from because it's you know you got to you're seeing this kid t- being told his NFL dreams are over. You know, you're not going to make the team. And Robert Sala said, "Okay, if we're going to do hard knocks, I don't want that to air." So I didn't realize teams do have say in what does or what doesn't get aired. And you're right. Why why would the Forty ers okay for you know? Their coach looking like a boob. Right. Their players looking like <laughs> boobs, not knowing the damn overtime rules. So I just thought it was interesting that you know NFL films captures everything because that's a that's a that was immediately my thought after I saw that dust up on the sidelines watching the Super Bowl. I'm like, wow, I can't wait to you know see what the NFL films version of that is because you know Kelsey was mic'd up for the whole game. Oh yeah, he's a talker. He's a popular guy. You know. Andy Reid was probably mic'd up. Right, right. Both coaches are usually mic'd up, and they probably pick, I don't know, a couple star players from each team for the Super Bowl, and you knew. But those those tapes are burned by now, John. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> along with Jordan losing to the Orlando yes. Magic when he yeah. wore 45, <laughs> and, and the Patriots' uh, Spygate tapes. They're all Yeah, the same uh, bonfire has all of those tapes uh, in them at this very moment. Right. So it's, I just think it's interesting. NFL Films is owned by the league, which itself is a collection of the 32 franchises, and there exists a clear understanding that the teams effectively have veto power over what makes it to air via the threat of restricting future access. That makes perfect sense. So somebody tried to read the lips of Kelsey, and I guess you did too, right? And it was basically along the lines of, this was after Isaiah Pacheco fumbled, and Kelsey wasn't on the field then, right? Mm Mm-hmm. And so this is when Kelsey went up to Andy Reid and bumped him. Damn near knocked him over, poor guy. We'd still be trying to pick pick him up. Right. <laughs> We'd still be trying to help him up. <laughs> we would have never finished the Super Bowl trying right. to get Andy yeah. Reid off, off the sideline. But something along the lines of, we'll be we'll be polite here and say, I would like to be in there, Coach. Right. Yeah. And really hadn't been targeted to that point either. So I'm yeah. sure that garnered some of the anger as well. We got a text from... Uh, Kevin, on the Kelsey Brothers podcast, Jason ripped Travis. Travis apologized. Yeah. I watched that. We saw that. I I, I saw the clip. I didn't see the whole podcast. I I felt like at the beginning, you kind of felt like Travis not was trying to excuse his behavior, but was trying to play it off a little bit. And I gave credit to, I don't know if it's big or little bro, Jason. But J- uh, Jason's a big bro. Yeah, big bro Jason kind of put him in his place. Said you can't do that. Yeah, you shouldn't have done that. You can't do that. But then later on, when said Travis would have never done that if the relationship between him and Andy weren't what it is. And it's I understand that. Figure-like. But I also, you know, what if that were AJ Brown? What if that were CD Lamb? What if yeah. that were Terrell Owens back in the day? Sure. My guess is that footage would have been aired and. These clowns on these, uh, you know, talking head show. What the hell is Stephen A. Smith wearing today, by the way? Uh, by, by the way, Stephen A. Smith says it's LeBron's fault that the dunk contest sucks and that the All-Star game sucks. So there you go, if you need it. Put that on the resume. Yeah. <laughs> Clown. Anyway, you know, these guys would be ripping whoever that was apart. But because it's Travis Kelsey, 
popular guy, does all these commercials, he's dating Taylor Swift. We got to protect him. I don't know. I some some so that's a little off putting for me. I don't know. Am I making too much of it? No, the, there's definitely something into it. And for a league that loves to be as transparent and open-ended as as the NFL does, hell, we get to watch people lose their jobs live on television. Right. For this not to be aired, it, it is interesting. And I I mean, I, I don't think any more is going to come of it, John. I think yeah. this is going to get dead and buried. But yeah. there's, I, I don't know. I feel like some explanations should be had, but there will not. Yeah. Those are the tapes I want to see. I want to see the Spygate tapes. And like I said, the tapes of Jordan and the Bulls losing to Shaq and the Magic when he came back in War 45. Those tapes have been burned. Yes. And now this tape. All right. Enough about that. We all, we got a great show for you today. Glad you're with us on a Wednesday. We're going to check in next with Jimmy Wyatt from TitansOnline.com or TennesseeTitans.com, whichever one you prefer. Both both come up on your, you know, your thing there on the internet. Whatever. They'll bring you to your destination. They'll bring you to your destination. And then uh, your guy at 10, uh, 1025. Yep, Joey Dwyer at uh, 1025. All right, we're just getting started. JB and the General, WNSR, Nashville Sports Radio. In a single moment, everything can change. When a player's sudden cardiac event brought a national football game to a halt, it shone a spotlight on the importance of CPR readiness. Now, with youth sports in full swing, the American Heart Association is rallying parents and coaches to be ready in an emergency. To be ready, learn hands-only CPR. It's a skill anyone can learn in minutes. Visit heart.org slash hands-only CPR and become a lifesaver today. Bar Lines at the Omni Nashville Hotel downtown is at the heart of Music City. Located within walking distance of the Country Music Hall of Fame, Bar Lines at the Omni is your downtown honky-tonk destination. Watch your team for many seat on their plentiful HD TVs and catch a live show on the Bar Lines stage featuring live music seven days a week. Bar Lines has the ultimate southern comfort food. Get started with classic fried green tomatoes or bourbon barbecue wings. Then it's on to the massive Smashville double stack or the world famous bar lines grinder oh you've never heard of the bar lines grinder two kinds of cheese lettuce dijon smoked turkey smoked bacon smoked ham now that's some smoke you want local brews and local spirits are on tap at bar lines take a seat on the patio outside and soak up the rhythm of music city bar lines at the omni nashville hotel fifth avenue downtown Gas, groceries, utilities, you name it. The price of everything is going up. And if you're stuck in a bad timeshare with rising maintenance fees, the financial burden can be crushing. It is time to get your finances in order and get the real facts about that timeshare that you are stuck in and your options to get rid of it. Chuck McDowell, founder of Wesley Financial Group, has been helping families out of horrible timeshares for over 10 years and has put together a complete timeshare exit information kit that he will send you absolutely free. To date, over 30,000 families have trusted Wesley Financial Group to help them out of financial hardship by getting them out of bad timeshares. Get the facts about how the timeshare industry works and your options for cancellation. Simply call Wesley now for your free timeshare exit kit and see how you can become timeshare free. Call 800-462-3333. That's 800-462-3333. Once again, 800-462-3333. 
Oh, beautiful gold rush with your sparkling top prize. You surely are a sight for sore eyes. And jackpot slots with your chance of $75,000 winners. Oh, how I'd take you for a candlelight dinner. Uh, sounds like people are really loving the new February Instant Game from the Tennessee Lottery. Play today for your chance to win up to $5 million only from the Tennessee Lottery. Game-changing fun. Please play responsibly. It's the McFarlane Show with Darren McFarlane and Fox 17's Justin McFarlane. Patrick Mahomes, he's in the GOAT conversation with this win. I'm calling him Michael Jordan, essentially, because he's taking other people's rings. There's no shame in losing to Patrick Mahomes. He's that good. If you just got bested by Patrick Mahomes, you just got bested by Patrick Mahomes. It's Patrick Mahomes, GOAT-level kind of guy. The McFarlane Show with Darren and Justin on Nashville Sports Radio WNF. WNSR, Nashville Sports Radio, JB and the General, on a Wednesday morning here in Music City, sunny, going to be warm, hopefully the worst of winter is over. (laughs) Titans uh, obviously having a busy offseason with a head coach change and a new coaching staff. We bring in the senior writer editor for TennesseeTitans.com, our buddy, Nashville's own Jimmy Wyatt. Jimmy, good morning. Good morning. How you guys doing this morning? Doing great, man. Show's off and running. Yeah, welcome to the JB and the General Show. Your first time on the new program. Okay, I appreciate it. I got to hear the background. The the General, I like the General uh, uh, logo there, or the uh, catchphrase. I think that's a good good show name. You know, it's funny, because when we got Patton on here, that's the first thing that popped into my head. I was like, oh, Patton, you know, and my dad was... Was a big fan of General Patton. He served right, in the military. Right. He watched the George C. Scott movie. That was one of his all-time favorite movies. When George C. Scott played Patton, won the Academy Award, and all that. And I was just like, "All right, you're the general." And so that's 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 kind of that's, that's, that's kind of how it how it uh, 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 came to be. Um, Jimmy, obviously, a lot going on with the Titans. New head coach Brian Callahan putting his staff together. Uh, Man, it seems like he's he's pressing all the right buttons, whether it's, you know, speaking to us jabronis in the media or just kind of putting together a, what seems to be a pretty good staff. A lot of young guys, so there could be some growing pains to start, but they have an opportunity to all grow together, right, as a staff. Yeah, I agree. And I, I think, you know, some guys, you know, you know, obviously Brian Callahan had a job to do since he's entered the league, and and whether he's gone been in Denver, or Detroit, or, or or with the Raiders, or or with the Bengals, most recently, I mean, he's, his complete focus is on you know that job and to help the people around him be better. But you know, when you get to be a certain stage of your career, and you know that maybe possibilities of um, of being a contender for a, a head coaching spot are going to come into play, I think you start trying to prepare yourself for that. And I think you know, what's happened here over the last month since he replaced Mike Brable has kind of shown that he was kind of ready to take this on. I think he, he handled the introductory stuff very well. I think he's handled communicating with the players um, that are going to be back, you know, you know, part of his team. I think he's handled that part very well. I think he put together his staff 
really well. That's not an easy process. I know you have big dreams. We you know when you're taking on a new job and you have certain lists that you're uh, picking potential coaches off of. And and uh, I thought he did a good job in building his staff and got some really uh, some good coaches on there. So I think everything's been great, you know, at the start of the Brian Callahan era. And, and it's, it's going to be a work in progress. This team's under construction. You're going to see that in free agency. You're going to see that in the draft. You're going to see that during the course of the offseason. But, um, yeah, I, I like what I've seen from him and just his ability to kind of hit the ground running. And this is the first time we've had a chance to talk to you, Jimmy, since the hire that I'm aware of. Um, listen, it makes sense to bring in an offensive-minded coach, right? Because I think you would agree, priority number one for this organization is the continued development of Will Levis. Yeah, I think that's a big part of it. I mean, you know, you obviously you still hope that he's your guy, and um, because you know, let's face it, you know, right now we have a very small body of work we've seen from him, and uh, I think people are optimistic and like what they saw from him last year. But the, you know, he he wasn't working an ideal in an ideal situation. You know, coming off the bench to replace a quarterback who was banged up because of an offensive line you couldn't really count on and then you're throwing him in the fire and he had to deal with a couple of injuries and had to deal with some shaky protection as well and and uh, a team that's kind of was um, you know leaking oil down the stretch and, and end up finishing six and eleven I mean that, that's not a great situation for a, a young quarterback to deal with so I think you hope that he's your guy, and I think the best way to find out about it is is for him to have a coach like Brian Callahan around him who has worked with the Peyton Mannings and the Derek Cores and the Matthew Staffords and the Joe Burrows, I mean, to try to get the most out of them. And, you know, Will, I talked to him in, in Vegas at the Super Bowl. He's excited about the potential moving forward, working with Brian Callahan and um, – they got to surround him with better players, better protection, and uh, and if all goes well, you know Will Levis is your quarterback for years and years to come. If not, then I still think you got a, a head coach in place who will will work well with um, whoever he's he's behind or whoever's his QB. And again, hope it's Levis, but uh, I think the Titans got an offensive minded guy who will help. Jump start and offense has kind of looked similar for the last, you know, most of the last 25 years. <laughs> Jimmy, how uh, hands on do you think Bill Callahan will be beyond just the offensive line, which is what his job title is right now? Well, I'm curious myself what that dynamic looks like because he obviously has been a head coach himself with the Raiders, with Nebraska. He's, 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 he's been around and worked a lot of different teams, has a great reputation. Uh, everybody I've talked to about him saying, yeah, he's not just an offensive line coach. He's a guy he can help you throughout the course of the week. He can help you on Sundays. He can help help give you guidance in any situation uh, that might be presented to you. And what's interesting here is his son is the is the head coach. So you're not just bringing <laughs> yeah, you're not just bringing a, a veteran coach in. You're bringing a veteran coach who who you're not going to have to worry about. Any anything odd uh, about 
anybody stepping on somebody's toes or somebody giving advice when it's not needed. I mean, these guys, uh, these guys, it's family. And so you know it's going to be great uh, with with them. So I'm curious to see what it looks like. And, and you know, some of it's obviously going to happen behind closed doors. Uh, but we'll be reserved some stuff on the practice field, some stuff on Sundays, and, and I'm curious to see how it plays out. Jimmy, uh, Mike Vrabel did not like hypothetical questions too much, but I'm going to ask you one if you don't mind. Uh, with <laughs> with the franchise tag window opened up, if the team was in a more competitive position to compete for a uh, conference championship or a Super Bowl, do you think the likes of Derek Henry or Danico Autry would be more coveted for the titans to bring them back with the tag or uh, do you think that doesn't mean a whole lot with uh kind of where the titans are yeah let's be let's, let's face it mike Gravel didn't like a lot of questions, <laughs> questions. i uh, didn't say that you just said yeah, that Jimmy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so they're just telling like it is uh, so, uh but but um I no, I, I don't think Pat. I don't think that has anything to do with it. I, mean, I think you're still operating, whether you're consider yourself a contender, or whether you consider yourself, you know, bottom of the barrel. I think you're making the right, the best business decisions for your franchise, and you know, you don't want to put a franchise tag on a player that maybe the market's not going to suggest he makes that type of money. And I'm not talking about just Derrick Henry. I'm talking about any player that would be. Um, that will be considered for that tag. And, um, you know, I, I, I'll be curious to see how some of that's resolved. I, I, I don't know what Derek Henry's market is right now. I don't know what it, mm. uh, an older, you know, Danico Autry's market is right now, what other teams are willing to offer. And I think what's unique now about today's NFL is you, I mean, it's always been going on. I've covered this team since 2000. I'm sorry, I've covered this team since 1999 and certainly remember the days at the Combine um, where teams and agents were talking leading up to the start of free agency. That's why you had so many deals get done, bam, right when free agency starts. So I mean, yeah. you're able to gauge interest and, and get an idea of what asking prices might be. I think what's diff- different now is you've got that legal tampering period where everybody's going to know what the market's looking like for certain players. And from that, you're going to be able to make a competitive offer and not, and not look silly. Jimmy White is our guest, senior writer, editor from TennesseeTitans.com, Nashville's own, been covering the Titans, as you just heard him say, since 1999. Knows a thing or two about a thing or two when it comes to this team. Uh, Jimmy, obviously, you know, not only the Brian Callahan announcement, well, I mean, obviously, Mike Vrabel uh, fired, Brian Callahan hired, but also Rand Carthon, given a bump in, uh, in title. I'm sure given a bump in pay, now the executive vice president and general manager in charge of the coaching staff, in charge of the roster. Um, depending on who you talk to, that whole dynamic between Vrabel and Carthon may or may not be why Vrabel's not here anymore. But the significance of this bump for uh, Rand Carthon, I mean, just the fact that I've been talking about it really all winter, Jimmy. There's now an organizational flow chart. We know who answers to who. Who's in charge of what? And I think Amy Adams Strunk can sleep a lot better at night knowing that, you know, for better or for worse, this is how I've got it set up. Uh, obviously, you know, Rand Carthon, it's his show now, right? 
Yeah, it is. And, and I think there are a lot of things that contributed to Mike Vrabel not being the head coach anymore. I mean, and, and starting at the top, you know, losing 18 the last 24 games and finishing 7 and 10 and 6 and 11. I mean, I think if, you know, Ray and Carlton and Mike Vrabel could be throwing haymakers at each other in the cafeteria and, uh, and if they were winning games and going to AFC championship games, you know, Mike Vrabel probably still this team's head coach. But, mm-hmm. you know, the, the fact that you look, that, that this team hasn't won a playoff game since 2019, you know, again, 18 and 24 over the last two seasons, can't ignore that. Can't ignore the fact that this team, you know, probably had the best team in the NFL in 2021 and laid an egg in the, in the playoffs against the Bengals and, and missed a golden chance to win the Super Bowl that year. So, I mean, there's a lot of factors, obviously. You know, you want your head coach and your GM to be on the same page, and I don't think they weren't. I don't think it's a situation where these guys were not on the same page and they were bickering. Uh, but I don't think I could sit here with a straight face and say that I don't that I would ignore the dynamics that were in play last season when you've got a guy, Mike Vrabel, who had been the head coach for five years, and you got someone in Rand Carson who's been here for one year, and Mike Vrabel, uh, you know, I, I think Ryan Carthon's the type of guy that's going to defer to Mike Vrabel just because that's the kind of guy he is. He, he said when he got here he wanted to get the type of players that Mike Vrabel's looking for as a head coach, and and Mike Vrabel wants this or wants that. I think Ryan Carthon made it his mission to help keep him happy and give him and to give him what he wanted. Now that that's no longer part of the equation, yeah, I think Ryan Carthon is going to have the juice now. And I think he's going to work well with Brian Callahan. I think they're going to work well together. I think, Ryan, you're going to see him, uh, his fingerprints on this team even more moving forward. And, and we'll find out how he'll do. I, mean, I, I think his draft class last year looks pretty good, if you ask me, with Peter Skaronski, a guy who – a full-time starter, Will Levis, who we're now talking about as his franchise's uh, quarterback moving forward, and Tajay Spears, who, who who I think showed a lot of promise last year. Josh Wiley, I still like him as a player. Mm-hmm. Jalen Duncan, you know, is still a work in progress, but was, I think, a good pick at number six. And Colton Dowell was, helped you on special teams. A lot of seventh-round picks don't make it, and and he made it and was – was uh, was surging in the right direction before his ACL injury late the season. So uh, now we'll see how Rand does moving forward, and um, and um, the future of this franchise you know, in a lot of ways hinges on how he does working alongside Brian Callahan. Jimmy, the second that Mike Vrabel was fired, pretty much the national narrative was how foolish it was for the Titans to do so and how he's going to be at the top of every team's coaching list. Are you Were you surprised that he went unclaimed in this re- recent coaching search? Yeah, him and Belichick. Yeah, and it wasn't just national narrative. There were some folks local, yeah. here locally, too, who are on that bandwagon, you know, and, and uh, and I'm not saying, you know, and again, I, I don't think Mike Gray was a bad coach. I think he's just, he, you know, watching him over the last six seasons. I think he's a good coach. I think he's a great teacher. I think he, he was hired. Um, and again, I think, you know, he did a lot of good things while he was here. I think he will another 
Uh, Jimmy, we're having trouble with your phone there, buddy. Um, what time is it? Well, I guess we'll let Jimmy go. Sorry about that, Jimmy. Your phone was crapping out on us, or maybe it was on our end. But uh, um, thank, thank you, Jimmy, for yes. coming on with us. We appreciate it. Uh, he was getting to some good stuff there. But, uh, you know, the gist of what he had to say, I think, is 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 really poignant. You know, 18 and 24 over the last two seasons. I mean, there are more than just front office reasons why Mike Vrabel is no longer the head coach. And, you know, we, we think Brian Callahan will be able to, you know, we'll see what he can do. Like I said, like I've been saying all along, you know, between Callahan coming in as the head coach and Rand Carthon getting the bump now in title, you know, will they be successful? I don't know. We'll find out. But I do like the fact that there is some structure and we know who is responsible for what. And I think that's, Really important, not only in the NFL, but any professional sports team. Yeah, I just last year, you kind of just felt that. And you wondered who was making decisions, who was really in charge. And I think ultimately, we're definitely going to know that. Now, I do want to share what type of guy Jimmy is. So uh, my senior year mm-hmm. at Austin P, he is in the midst of training camp, preseason, Titans football. And he is kind enough to jump on a Zoom call with me for my APSU TV hit nice. for 15 minutes. Jumps on a Zoom call with me. So I, Jimmy is the absolute best. The best I mean, guy. you talk about like, you know, when you look up good, solid Nashville dude, that's Jimmy Wyatt. Absolutely. His picture's in the dictionary. Jimmy, thank you so much. Yep. If you're still listening, we appreciate it. Uh, we'll get you on again real soon. Coming up. The college football playoff format has been announced. We'll get your reaction to that. You can give us a call, 615-844-5600. JB and the General, WNSR, Nashville Sports Radio. Do you ever feel like gambling is causing financial strain or hurting your relationships? The Gambling Clinic has been helping people who want to change their gambling habits for over two decades. With physical clinics and remote online appointments, we're here to help you make informed decisions about your gambling so it doesn't lead to a bigger problem. Visit us at thegamblingclinic.com so we can work together to help you win your life back. This project is funded by the Tennessee Department of Mental Health and Substance Abuse Services. It seems like everywhere you look right now, someone is sick. This year, prepare your family for airborne invaders like bacteria, pollen, and yes, germs with Navage Nasal Care. Navage flushes ultra-pure, refreshing saline in one nostril, around the back of the nose, and out of the other nostril. Navage sucks out viruses, dust, and other airborne particles, all the stuff that gets trapped in your nose making you miserable. Don't get caught empty-handed this winter. Get Navage, the drug-free solution that helps you breathe easier, sleep better, and feel healthier. Even better, Navage is HSA, FSA eligible. So Navage is a great way to spend those funds before they expire. Don't wait a minute longer. Buy Navage today and you'll breathe easier knowing you're putting your funds to good use. Navage is available online at Navage.com or Walmart, Walgreens, CVS, and Rite Aid. Navage, N-A-V-A-G-E. Clean nose, healthy life. Cashback is not available on gas in New Jersey and Wisconsin. Susan, it's so great to finally be able to get together again. Oh, it sure is. And I really appreciate you picking up the bill. I'm happy to. I've got the extra cash. Since we've all been driving so much more again, I've been using Upside, the free app that pays you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get paid cash when you buy gas with the Upside app? Yes, I get real cash back just for buying the gas I was going to buy anyway. But is it a hassle to use? No, it's 
super fast and easy. And I can cash out whenever I want. That's a total no-brainer. I'm downloading the free Upside app now. Download the free Upside app now to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code LIFT for an extra 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's promo code LIFT. You can cash out anytime right to your bank account, to PayPal, or an e-gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code LIFT for a 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code LIFT. It's just a few cocktails at happy hour. There aren't any cops around. After every game, we always have a few. It's no big deal. It was just a few drinks. I'm good. Hey, I can hold my liquor. I drink and drive all the time. If you put away some drinks, put away your keys. Fans don't let fans drive drunk. Brought to you by the Tennessee Highway Safety Office. Hey, it's John Burton from News Channel 5 and the Greg Bogan John Burton Show. And I'm former All-Pro linebacker for the Tennessee Titans, also known as Mr. Monday Night, Keith Bullock. And I'm Patton Cook. We're inviting you to join us every Saturday morning from 10 to 11 for What's Good with KB and JB, the podcast show. All live on Nashville Sports Radio and all streaming platforms. We talk Titans, we talk SEC football, we talk NBA, we talk everything, and we also get a little petty from time to time. Make sure you join us. JB and the General, WNSR, Nashville Sports Radio, presented by the Omni Nashville Hotel, coming to you live from the Strike and Spare Family Fun Center Studios. And, Pat, I'll tell you what, looking at this new model for the college football playoff, obviously the field expands to 12 teams now. Yep. I like it at first glance. It looks pretty fair. It's the five highest-ranked conference champions, along with the next seven highest-ranked teams. So... Listen, these things are, you know, they're going to have their their glitches in it. There's going to be a team that that's left out that's going to cry and moan about it, but you know, to me, and it was voted on unanimously yep. by the by the college football playoff committee, so everybody's on board with it. I think it's pretty fair at first glance. What say you? Absolutely it is, and you wonder who that fifth conference will be, of course, now that the Pac-12 has been liquidated into the uh <laughs> into the Big 12. So you wonder what that conference will be, but you're right. And uh, no matter what, they could expand it to 71 teams, and that 72nd <laughs> team will be uh, on Twitter crying and moaning about why they should have been made in. But it is the right thing to do when this deal uh, goes up until 2026. And if you were listening to the Bill King show, his thoughts are this thing is moving to probably 16 after that. So. Really? Uh, yeah, this th- this isn't stopping as the money grows, as the TV contract grows. Uh, these uh, this this playoff will probably expand uh, for the better or good. I don't know, but that is the reality we're I in. I think 16's got to be the cap. You know, I mean, this is not NCAA right. basketball where you can have, you know, 64 teams or 65 teams, whatever it is. Yeah, That's... the parity between the 64th team and, <laughs> right. and the first team, not good enough. Yeah, I you know I I think sixteen's got to be the cap, but you know listen, and it's they'll say, well, we want to give these teams an opportunity to you know compete for a national championship. You're right; it's all about money. It's all about okay. TV ratings. You know why do you think why do you think certain teams 
get into the college football playoff when it was the four team format. Well, and it's you know what I mean yep. because I've been saying it all along: four teams, three games. Those aren't just three games; those are three television shows that right. they want to get ratings. Yep, and it's like with anything, the NFL is guilty in this. They added the seventeenth regular season game for each team, and they added that extra playoff game with the extra wild card on each conference. So there's no surprise here. We know what it is. Luckily enough for both of us, we both love watching it, so uh, we will watch it either way. Yeah, there's no no issues here. 615-844-5600. You can call us or text us. Got a text here um, from the general fan. Um, Ooh. Hello, massive general friend here. I've been following his entire career. Always enjoy his takes on our great university here in Nashville. I was just under wondering if he had any thoughts on the start of the season for the Vandy boys and what they might need to improve on moving forward. Thanks again, guys. I know who this is. I'm not going to out him, but a <laughs> massive ball fan. So when he's talking about our great university, he is saying it with the biggest you-know-what eating grin. Tongue-in-cheek. Exactly. But the Vandy boys, to his question, try not to panic, uh, John. I will say this, though, the way football and basketball is gone for many Vanderbilt fans, uh, they've been waiting on first pitch here for a while. And mm -hmm. you drop one to Dayton, you had the 5-1 run lead and give it all up in the eighth inning. And uh, you heard Tim Corbin talk after the game, basically just said when you don't manage adrenaline, that's what happens. And it's a fairly young team, fairly inexperienced. They've got some experience in some points, but guys who are going to play a major role on this team have never really done so before uh, regarding the pitching, uh, which wasn't They've given up yesterday. a lot of runs. Have so. In these first uh, handful of games. Yeah, it's uh, seventh run, eighth inning by Dayton uh, last night as they uh, as they uh, beat Vandy 8-5. to five. We're going to have Tim Corbett on with us tomorrow, so we'll uh, we'll certainly ask him about what he's seen in the early going so far. Yeah, I, listen, I mean, we're what, four games in? Yeah, four I mean, games in. You had the first non-conference game. It's in, I think this team... Unlike many for maybe Tim Corbin, he's got a lot to figure out on where he wants to go. He's got Jack Bolger right now leading off and playing in uh, left field right now for the Commodores. I would venture to say that will not be the case at the start of SEC play, but mm -hmm. he's got holes he's got to fill. And uh, luckily enough for him, games like these, you figure it out, would have loved to win that one yesterday, but didn't do so. Well, sometimes the blessing is the curse, right? Yep. I mean, every year the expectations are sky high for Vanderbilt baseball. And, you know, that's something that they've created with the two national, you know, recent national championships and all those trips to the College World Series and all those types of things. So when you see a game like last night pop up, you know, I'm sure some, some Vandy honks will, you know, will be a little, little uneasy. But yeah, like you said, it's early. There's a lot to work out. Again, we'll have Corbs on tomorrow. Uh, 1025. Kevin, quickly, uh, nice of Patton's dad to text in. It was not my dad. It was not my dad. I want to say it was Joe Dubin, but he's doing his show right now with Chase, so I don't think that's the case. It's it, it's a it's a personal friend of mine. He He's a big Vol fan, Kevin, so you and him would get along just fine. Oh, okay. All right. I think I might know who this is. Would I know who this is? No. I don't know who this is? Went, went to DCA. We're, we're, uh, oh, okay. No. <laughs> All right. He was a hell of a quarterback, by the way. Was he? Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for listening there, general fan. Yes. Who's Who isn't a general fan? I mean, come on. Let's be honest. All right. We'll come back, wrap up our number one right here on WNSR. Looking for something to take your mind off this traffic? 
How about a true story of instant success? Did you hear about the two friends who went grocery shopping in Ashland City and picked up everything on their list plus $75,000? Or the one where a truck driver made a last-minute stop off Interstate 40 and drove off with a cool million? All their lives changed in an instant, and yours could too. So stop by your local retailer for your chance with instant games from the Tennessee Lottery. Game-changing, life-changing fun. Please play responsibly. Prescriptions require an online consultation with a healthcare provider who will determine if appropriate. Restrictions apply. See website for details and important safety information. Subscription required. Price varies based on product and subscription plan. Hey guys, did you know there's a generic form of Viagra that works just the same, but is 95% cheaper? And you can get it online? Just go to hymns.com slash joy. Through hymns, you'll get a free medical consultation, discreet shipping if prescribed, a 100% online process, and trusted generic alternatives to the name brands at up to 95% off. That's right. Get generic for Viagra, the same active ingredient as brand name Viagra, but for 95% less. It's the same medication, still prescribed by a licensed medical provider, but with zero copay, no expensive appointments, and no awkward face-to-face conversations. To start your free online visit, you need to go to this exclusive address, hymns.com slash joy. That's hymns.com slash joy for your free online visit, himscom slash J-O-Y. Have you ever met a single person in your life that enjoys paying taxes? No, no one does. If you can't sleep at night because you have a huge problem with the IRS, I've got some free advice for you. This service is strictly limited to individuals that owe the IRS $10,000 or more in back taxes. And if you qualify, we can guarantee that you won't be writing a big fat check to the IRS or our services cost you nothing. The first one 100 people that call today will get a free tax consultation worth $500. Stop worrying about your IRS problem. We can help you. We promise. Call the tax doctor right now. I mean right now to learn more. 800-649-0142. 800-649-0142. That's 800-649-0142. When was the last time you did something fun with family, friends, co-workers, and clients? What if I told you about a place under one roof that offers affordable entertainment for all ages? That's what you'll find at Strike and Spare Family Fun Centers in Donaldson, Hermitage, Tusculum, Hendersonville, and Murfreesboro with bowling, games, food, drink, and entertainment for all ages. Enjoy an enhanced experience in Hendersonville or Murfreesboro where they feature additional fun with bumper cars, laser tag, roller skating, and more. All locations are open seven days a week, including holidays. Visit online at strikeandspare.com. Strike and Spare, where fun is bowling. Are you ready for some March Madness? Then don't miss out on any of the action at the High Valley Conference Basketball Championship presented by United Fidelity. It's the return of the Ford Center downtown Evansville for March 6th through the 9th as the first entries into the men's and women's NCAA basketball tournaments are crowned. All session tickets and single game tickets are now on sale to each OVC school's ticket office, Ticketmaster, and the Ford Center box office. Visit ovcsports.com forward slash Evansville for more details and be there to OVC it in person. Wrapping up hour number one here on the JB and the General Show. Had Jimmy Wyatt on earlier. Patton, are you a guy this time of year that uh, gets into the uh, mock drafts? Um, are you a mock draft guy? It Patton? is 
one of my darkest secrets, absolutely. <laughs> so you're pouring over pouring everyone. Pouring over every single one of them. They're pretty boring right now, I must yeah. say. They're all Joel, pretty much, which is it's what the Titans need. But right. back in the... Well, there's the kid out of Penn State whose name I can't pronounce. He's 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 in one. And then, uh, uh, was it Romeo Dunze, the, right. uh, the wide receiver from Washington? My, uh, as well. my prime mock draft years, whenever the Titans were at five, whenever they ended up selecting Corey Davis, and mm-hmm. they had like th- they had two first round picks. Right. They had their own Corey and Davis, the and later a Dory Jackson. Exactly, right. that was senior year of high school English class. I'm on my computer just pouring <laughs> over through the mock drafts. I'm yeah, give me, give me more. Yes, I. So you're mock draft guy. I know, and and some people just aren't into it. Me, it's just it's just the way I am. I am wired to love mock draft. Now, is there a go to mock draft person? Is it Mel? Is it Daniel Jeremiah? Is I, it I like Dan- Brooks. I, I like Daniel Jeremiah, and I, I think when they were repl- uh, he was ended up replacing um who was the old Mike Mayock. Yes. I, I thought those two uh, Mike th- Mayock I always liked. Me too. Uh, both provide really good coverage both at the combine are, are are really good. So yes, I am a Daniel Jeremiah um stan account on Twitter pretty much. But no, I they're all pretty good. I, I think ESPN's got a couple good ones, but there are some uh, some wacky ones. Uh, like Jim White, he uh, he uh has a nice compilation of what the consensus is. Yeah. Some of the people in there, I'm like, okay. <laughs> I mean, come on. <laughs> Some of them have a quarterback taken. I mean, what? Yeah. Who? I need names. I, I, I can't remember off the top of my head, but I've seen it. And it's. Well, uh, your guy, Daniel Jeremiah, has, uh, I can't even say this guy's name, the offensive tackle from Penn State. Right. Omlamuia Fashanu. I guess, or yes. whatever. For our sake, I hope that does not happen. Because yeah. <laughs> if I have to learn that name on air, it is going to be a bloodbath. You know, I just learned Nico Iamaliava is right. going to be the starting quarterback for the Vols here for the foreseeable future. So, yeah, that One at a time, done. Yeah. Uh, what about the combine? Are you guys that sit there and watch these guys run? You are. You're that guy, aren't you? I am a dirty, <laughs> dirty NFL fan. <laughs> you watch you guys run to 40 in their underwear and lifted weights and stuff. Oh, I, I don't, I, I really can't explain it. It is just something, if I don't have to work that day, I can just sit down. Well, listen, you're not alone, right? Right. This stuff's in prime time now. Exactly. On, like on ABC, instead of watching like The Bachelor or, you know, NYPD Blue or whatever shows are on there now. On network TV, you're going to watch a dude in his underwear run 40 yards. And and it is oddly like... At like 8 o'clock at night. It's semi-soothing because it's a pretty <laughs> empty NFL stadium. And you just got guys... Throw, you got Zach Wilson throwing an 80-yard touchdown pass to right. uh, Joe Schmo, uh, one of the no-name wide receivers. So, yes, it is... It, it's a weird obsession of mine, but yes. And, and it really hasn't died down, uh, quite frankly. As it's I've just incredible older. how... Like what kind of ratings the combine has got? I I'm old enough to remember where you didn't get any information out of the combine. There were no cameras allowed. There was no reporting allowed. You know, certain reporters could go in, but there was no. You know, now it's like they're capitalizing off this. I mean, mm-hmm. people advertisers are lining up to sell ads on combine coverage. Just incredible. All right, hour number two. We're going to talk some Vandy with Joey Dwyer from VandySports.com. And your phone call, 615-844-5600. Stay with us.
ABC News. I'm Sherry Preston. Federal prosecutors say the former FBI informant accused of lying about Hunter and Joe Biden has admitted that Russian intelligence officials were involved in passing on that information. ABC News Chief Law and Justice Correspondent Pierre Thomas. The informant Alexander Smirnov was arrested last week and is being charged with lying to the FBI, claiming that the Bidens accepted a $5 million bribe from Burisma, the Ukrainian energy company where Hunter Biden once sat on the board. House Republicans have used that story as a justification in their efforts to impeach President Biden. Prosecutors now calling it a fabrication. WikiLeaks founder Julian Assange back in court for the second day of what could be his final court appearance, trying to stop extradition to the U.S. and spying charges. Jury selection beginning this morning in the Rust trial. Armor Hannah Gutierrez-Reed is accused of involuntary manslaughter and the death of cinematographer Helena Hutchins in 2021. This is ABC News. Give the star in your life the brightest gift in the world. Name a star after them. This is Rocky Moselle with International Star Registry. For $59 and a call to 800-282-3333 or visit starregistry.com, you can name a star for birthdays, weddings, or even memorials. Over 45 years, we have named millions of stars for celebrities and individuals from around the world. The star you name will be recorded in book form in the U.S. Copyright Office. Visit starregistry.com or call 800-282-3333. Offer not valid in all states or where prohibited by law. Loans are subject to lender approval. See website for details. Honey, the credit card bill came, and we're maxed out. Maxed out cards. Rent is due. We just need some extra cash to help us get by. Maybe we should go to 27cash.com. With our bad credit? 27cash.com is one of the largest personal loan networks. They can help people with any type of credit get up to $5,000, and cash can hit our bank account as soon as tomorrow. When you need extra cash, go to 27cash.com. That's 27cash.com. 27cash.com. Buyandtow.com. Get cash for junk cars. You have a vehicle that's become a problem? You can get cash in your hand today and your vehicle hauled away. They'll buy your vehicle no matter the condition, in your driveway, at your mechanic shop, or even on the side of the road. You can call them at 615-480-6473 or visit buyandtow.com. Get cash in your hand today and your vehicle hauled away. 615-480-6473. Buyandtow.com. That's buyandtow.com. We all make resolutions this time of year. And let's face it, most of them won't stick. But here's one that's not only easy to keep, but will help you feel healthier all year long. Navage. Navage provides quick, drug-free nasal relief by washing saline in one nostril, around the back of the nose, and out of the other nostril. This time of year, when everyone is sick, Navage helps by sucking out germs, bacteria, and viruses trapped in our noses that cause us to feel miserable. And come allergy season, it does the same with dust, pollen, and other allergens. And unlike medications that can take time to help, if they're effective at all, Navage helps treat congestion symptoms in seconds flat, without drugs. This New Year's resolve to use drug-free Navage to help you breathe easier, sleep better, and feel healthier all year long. Ask for Navage at Walmart, Walgreens, CVS, Rite Aid, Target, or find us online at Navage.com. Navage. N-A-V-A-G-E. Clean nose. Healthy life. Hi, I'm Jeff Fisher. You know, you've probably heard by now that the Nashville Cats are coming back to Music City. Well, you are correct. They're coming back and they're coming in hot starting April 27th with the first of five home games at the historic Municipal Auditorium. There will be an additional game at FM Bank Arena in mid May up in Clarksville, and that will be honoring our military. Single game tickets as well as season tickets are on sale now. For more information, come visit thenashvillecats.com. 
Welcome back for the second hour of JB and the General, presented by the Omni Nashville Hotel. Live on WNSR, Nashville Sports Radio. Call or text into the show right now. 615-844-5600. That's 615-844-5600. Broadcasting live from the Strike and Spare studio, here's News Channel 5's John Burton and Patton Cook. Hour number two of JB and General on WNSR, Nashville Sports Radio. John Burton, Pat Cook inside the Strike and Spare Family Fund Center Studios were presented by the Omni Nashville Hotel. Vols win. Preds win. Vandy baseball loses. Vandy basketball tonight against Georgia looking for an SEC win. And uh, a lot going on. Let's go to the phones. R.D. and Kalioka joins us. Morning, R.D. Good morning, man. John? Yes? I have always stuck up for my friends, so my question is, what's going on? Patton now, as a co-host, doing a hell of a job. You still have him pushing all the studio buttons and answering the telephone. <laughs> That's not my call, R.D. <laughs> okay. That's yeah. just the way it is for now. We'll see. We'll see what what happens in the future. But Patton, you and I talked about it. You're cool with it for now. Yeah, and, uh, I mean, not not to toot my own horn, but I'm damn good at this over here. <laughs> yeah. so I'm, uh, I'm okay. It's yeah, okay, put, man. Put yourself over. You should. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, it, you are indeed good at it. Real quick, if I may, mm. I want to expound, expound on your compliments to Jim White. If you ever met his father, Judge Randall White. You will you will certainly understand why he's the man that he is. Judge Randall White's been a friend of mine since 1971, mm-hmm. and I never met a man with more honor and more integrity than Randall White. He was uh, in '71. I was cadet at the police academy, and he was the police our police department's legal advisor. But uh, if you ever met, like I said, if you ever met him, you would understand. Judge White had quite a career. He, he was a police officer with National Metro PD while he attended law school. And then uh, after he got his law degree, shortly after he joined the FBI, he was with the FBI for a while, and then he came back and uh, rejoined the police department as our legal advisor. And part of his job description, he uh, taught the law classes at our police academy. And that's where I first met him in 71. So, uh, yeah, it doesn't surprise me. When it comes to a Jim White, uh, the apple certainly falls short from the tree. I was just going to say that you took the words right out of my mouth, R.D. Because Jim White, and you know, since I've known him, he's one of the you know most stand-up you know dudes you'll ever want to meet. So, um, yeah, I haven't had the pleasure of meeting Judge White, but I've heard uh, plenty about him, R.D. Well, if you ever met him, I sure you would be your honor to do so, my friend. Well, it's an honor to talk to you, R.D. How about that? <laughs> Guys, once again, great job. Keep it going. Talk to you later. Thank you so much, yep, R.D. Thank you, Appreciate R.D. it. Appreciate it. Um, so we were talking about the uh, Vols getting a win last night uh, at Missouri. Obviously, uh, a team that's uh, fallen on hard times. They haven't won an SEC game yet. But they gave uh, you know UT a bit of a scare. But obviously, too much skill for Tennessee. They took control in the second half. Connect, especially... You know, didn't have, a, as you said, didn't have a great first half, but had a great second half. And, you know, 
this is a legitimate threat to to make the Final Four. I don't think there's any question about it. They've got all the ingredients you need to make a deep run in March, right? They got the guard play. They've got you know their their guy that can protect the rim and and, and get rebounds and in, in do. And you got a guy that can when you need a bucket, he's your go get a bucket guy and connect. I mean they've you know. They've got all the tools. They got all the ingredients for yeah, a Final Four run, and they're old. They're very experienced. You don't have a lot of kind of freshman contributions on this roster right now, and that it's credit to the roster building of Rick Barnes. And to me, John, that's never been quite frankly the issue for Rick Barnes. I think the roster he puts together, the depth they have now, it's abnormally even better this year as it has been in the past, but. His roster building, I think, is one of the better in the country, quite mm-hmm. frankly, with what he's done. And that was uh, that was win number 20 for Tennessee, third straight year doing that. Uh, Rick Barnes at, at Tennessee, his fifth overall. I can't say enough good things. And I... <laughs> Well, kind of where my team is right now, I, I would do a, I would do a lot of things uh, just to make the tournament, much less win twenty games and go deep in the tournament. But I know Rick Barnes catches a lot of strays uh, on this show. By Regular me. season Rick, exactly. He's been called. Yeah. But uh, he's really uh, he steadied a program that for a minute there you had the Bruce Pearl stuff, he, he had a Conzo Martin, you had stuff like that. But mm-hmm. they they've really solidified that program into. Top five program, I think, right now in in the uh, in the country. I still think the key is Vescovy. You know, I think didn't have any points last night. Yeah, for three. Yeah, which is you know, I mean that guy's a capable shooter and a capable scorer, and he can create offense and he can get his teammates involved. I really think if they really are serious about making this run to the Final Four, I think Vescovy's got to be more involved offensively. What do you think? I agreed, and kind of last year he was the main ball dominant player of course you're not having that anymore with Dalton connect it's taken him I I think a couple of games now he's had some spurts some games here where he showed he can still be that guy but it's tough and I I think listen to maybe a guy like Chris Bosh whenever he was playing with Dwayne Wade and LeBron James it's hard to find yours when you've got two other really good players on your team and uh, you've got Ziegler in there as well for Tennessee that other kind of ball dominant uh, guard that, that the Vols have so it, they still got some time, but like Kevin mentioned a couple days ago, their schedule coming up. You got Auburn, Alabama, and Kentucky mm. in a three-game stretch. Of course, they got A&M this weekend, but some big games coming up for the Vols. Only one game out of first. Yeah, A&M coming up, like you said, this weekend. They'll be looking for a little payback after oh, losing yeah. their yep. – uh, uh, you know, they get A&M jumped out to a big lead. Tennessee kind of fought back a little bit, made it close, but mm-hmm. A&M was in control of that first meeting the whole time and obviously Tennessee's been great at home most of the year they did lose to South Carolina uh we're going to talk to Joey Dwyer from VandySports.com here in a few minutes and you know you talked about the rumblings uh surrounding Jerry Stackhouse with the basketball program there I mean how do you view tonight's game is this a must win I mean you know Georgia's four and eight in the conference so obviously it's a winnable game um you know Vandy's got two wins in conference so far like you said speculation swirling about the future of Jerry Stackhouse. Do you see tonight as a must-win for Vanderbilt or or for Jerry Stackhouse, put it that yeah, way? Yeah, I, I think for Jerry, to me, John, I don't think it saves or ends his job, quite frankly. I mm-hmm. think that decision has to be made regardless of tonight. And, and if it is on just tonight, 
I said it earlier. I, I got to question what's going on over there because it's a season that's already lost. So if you lose to Georgia, so what? I mean, the season's gone anyway. So, but I, I think if he does stay, and I, I'm not ruling out that he's back next year, John. We've kind of said it both. We were mm-hmm. both kind of in that same boat. The discussion around the buyout, eight and a half million, and I know they got all the money in the world over there, but that's a legit thing that they got to talk about because eight and a half million dollars, they could use that in many places. Uh, for a Jerry Stackhouse buyout, you, you wonder where that goes. But if he does stay, hmm. the bad blood that's around this program right now between fan and coach, and I don't even think the team, I, I for me as a fan, I got no disdain for any of those players. They haven't done nothing wrong. I mean, it's just not a, a very good basketball team. And that's not by their doing. It's by the uh, university's doing. It's by the head coach's doing. But got something's got to give, uh, whether it's the coach going or staying. There's the relationship between the fans. It has got to be better because if you don't have fan support in college sports, it, it's not going to matter. You need a home court advantage. And right now, Vanderbilt does not have that. Right. Part of me thinks Kansas should come out and at least say something. To the effect of, hey, you know, we understand, you know, this is not acceptable. We're taking every step we can to improve, you know, but we've been saying that for years. Yeah. yeah. Haven't we? We really have. And I, I've talked about it this week. You'd love to see a statement. And, but we, I can't remember who we talked to, uh, where I asked that, are you surprised nothing has been, it was Brad, uh, and, and I believe, if not, it mm-hmm. wasn't, but, that was not surprised, and it's not going to happen. You're not going to come out and say anything because at the end of the day, what's that going to help? Uh, you come out and say something, and it, it, it's only going <laughs> to piss people off more. If it's not a firing of Jerry Stackhouse, you really fans don't want to hear from it right now, but something's got to give. Uh, players have got to play for the coach tonight, John, because I'm not sure they really did so. Uh, well, what about the coach? I mean, let's let's get into that a little bit. To me, a big question is, does it – does Jerry Stackhouse still want to be here? That's a question I have. You know, and I it's hard to say, right? You heard about, you know, the golf clubs on the on the road trip and all this type of stuff. I I don't know how much I can read into all that, but I mean, you know, what do you think? Do you do you get the feeling that Stackhouse A wants to be here, B wants to see this thing th- through and turn it around? I have no inside knowledge uh, of this by any means. Right, but just, just yeah, just just, uh, just your feel. right, just the a type of guy that Jerry Stackhouse is. He's a confident individual. Yep. Played in the NBA, was a hell of a basketball player. Mm-hmm. Uh, now is coaching played at a high level at North Carolina. Exactly, and now his coaching level at the college basketball level hasn't been up to par. I think he still does care because if he didn't, I think he would walk away on his own terms. But right. his style of Wanting the players to play through it. A big gripe is him not taking timeouts during 20 to 5 runs where his team is just getting outran and mm-hmm. they look so outmatched. He doesn't take timeouts because he wants his players to get out of it on their own because if they do, the the theory is is that moving forward, they will be able to kind of dig deep and right. say, we did it here, we can do when it When we there. get in that situation again. Exactly. Yeah. And, and, in the sitting on the stool, he's got a stool on the sidelines at Memorial Gym. The optics aren't great. I, I I absolutely do not think he does not care. I just think, for me, his style just does not work. And it has not worked, whether that's recruiting, the way he's recruiting kids, uh, his coaching style. For whatever reason, uh, here at Vanderbilt, it does not work. Will it work elsewhere? Maybe. And if it does... 
good on you, Jerry. But here at Vanderbilt, it just has not worked. His style, John, what what has been one of the leading things for Vanderbilt basketball really in my entire lifetime? It's the, It's been the three-point shooting. They don't have many shooters at all on this team. It's all inside the paint. Ezra and Tyron Lawrence both, they want to take you off the dribble, get to the glass. But guys like John Jenkins, Shane Foster, they'd shoot the lights out of the right. gym. They, they just right. don't have a guy like that anymore here at Vanderbilt, and I, I think that's his oh, Shane, style. Shane, anywhere in the gym was his range. Absolutely. Right? You know, the whole the whole uh, concept of taking logo threes, there's nothing new under the sun. I mean, Shane Foster was doing that back in the day, right? Absolutely. So uh, it's got a couple of texts here. Yep. Um, one here, uh, the general fan's back. Uh, he is. This is a kind of wacky question, but uh, would you accept a head basketball straight swap for Penny Hardaway? And Jerry Stackhouse. Mm. Now, Penny's had his issues, but his program over there, at least he's got some recruits over there. And that's my big thing, John. If I can see you're bringing in guys and it's just yeah. not working, so be it. But right. you're not bringing in guys and it's not working. Guys are leaving. Guys are leaving. Yeah. Would Miles I do a right straight now. swap Penny Hardaway for Jerry Stackhouse? I think I would. I would seriously consider it. I think I would. Uh, Eric in Columbia, is there any way we can get John Calipari back in Tennessee to coach Vandy? (laughs) (laughs) Or maybe Casey Alexander. Casey Alexander, of course, is the name that's always going to be mentioned with Belmont. Yep. Uh, He uh, qualifies just as long as Calipari doesn't cheat this time. Well, I mean, you want to win, don't you? Exactly. (laughs) Bring it on. Bring it on. What do you mean, don't cheat? You want to win, don't you? I well, I mean, but the, I we'll get in some names with Joey. He's yeah. a, a really, um, a, really a smart guy, a full time student at, at Lipscomb University as well. So, kid can do it all. Excited to talk to him here in in a few minutes. But there are names out there, but big one tonight for Vanderbilt. I, I, the response they have tonight is going to be big because I don't think they're going to get it from the energy from the crowd. It's going to be be going to have to be from within. Yeah. Uh, for sure. And, uh, wow, that's an interesting question. Stackhouse straight up for Penny Hardaway. Hmm. You know, Casey Alexander, you're right. That's a guy that's been, you know, whose name has been out there forever uh, regarding Vanderbilt and Tennessee for that matter. But, man, he's got a good thing going at Belmont, you know, and they're they're uh, they're in action tonight. They're at Drake's uh, 7 o'clock on ESPN Plus. Drake 13-3 and three in the Missouri Valley Conference. Belmont hanging in at 9-7. and seven. They were below 500 there for a while. Um, and they, they battled back a little bit. So we'll uh, keep an eye on the Bruins. For the break, let's go to the phones real quick. Dana Never gonna let you fade away, away. Hello, Dane. Let me, let me bask in my D-Wiz celebrity for a second. Absolutely. Hey, uh... <laughs> I, uh all right, so a couple of things. Uh, uh, all you Tennessee haters over there, they fought back last night, man. Uh, uh, they, they uh, I mean, Missouri gave them all they wanted, but uh, they got on that good run, I guess, with about seven minutes to go, and that kind of that kind of put it away. But uh, I'll freely admit, you know, the first half there, uh, Tennessee shooting was ice cold, man. Yeah. Uh, they were ice cold, but uh, and then uh, I want to I want to say this. Uh, y'all kind of mentioned it earlier. Do you think one? 
I've, I've thought this since they first started talking about it. When we get to the 12-team playoff, mm-hmm. there's going to be somebody griping every year about getting left out. Oh, right yeah. Or oh, yeah. Yep. yep. It's so, human so, nature. Yep. So you're saying, John, you're saying in pretty short order it's going to go to 16. That's, that's, the, that's the talk. Um, you know, and I could see it happening. I think they should cap it at 16. I actually like 12, but, uh, actually I would have liked eight to be honest with you, because if you're going 16, right. And those 15, 14, 15, 16 ranked teams. I mean, realistically, how realistic is their shot at winning a national championship? You could say in theory, Hey, you got to be in it to win it. But I mean, this is college football. This isn't like the NHL where, you know, an eight seed can go all the way and win the Stanley Cup. We've seen it. No, you know, and Predators almost did it, and the Kings did it in 2012. So let's let's cut to the chase then. All right. Because they're already going. They're already at NFL like. So so what do you think is going to happen down the road, say 10 years from now, maybe less? Uh, we, get, we get two super conferences, and then they have some version of the AFC, NFC, Right. And then a playoff, and it winds up being almost exactly like the NFL. I could totally see that, Dane. I could totally see that happening, Dane. That wouldn't shock me at all. I think that's probably where we're headed. I'm in my 60s. I'm just wondering if I'll live long enough to see it because I I think it's. (laughs) Dane, you're going to live live forever. Come on. (laughs) Well, I doubt. I doubt that now. <laughs> you know, I already survived two tours of disco. It's getting tough. <laughs> they just got to be at the at the Gulf Coast a little bit more. That's right. That'll keep well, you young. Well, I'm 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 working on that because I, there you go. I'm gonna have to wait till my wife retires. Oh, she's I, I, I'm a cradle robber, so I gotta wait on her. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Dane. Thanks for the call, man. Have a great day. All right. All right. Hey, thank y'all. See you. All right. <laughs> Always great to talk to Dane. All right, we come back. We're going to talk some Vandy Sports with Joey Dwyer from VandySports.com. If you got any questions, text them in. We'll uh, ask Joey on air. WNSR, stay with us. With 13 locations nationally, including Smyrna, Star Leasing Company is a semi-trailer one-stop shop and the perfect place to build a career as a semi-trailer mechanic. Seeking candidates with all levels of experience, Star Leasing Company has a semi-trailer technician trainee program with sign-on and quarterly bonuses and other opportunities such as $1,000 for having a yearly physical. Package also includes 401k with company match, health, dental, and vision insurance, competitive pay with weekly paychecks, and paid holidays and time off. Star Leasing Company, not your typical semi-trailer leasing company. It's StarLeasing.com to learn more. Bob Steak and Chop House, located in the Omni Nashville Hotel, is a nationally renowned steakhouse specializing in the finest corn-fed Midwestern prime beef. The menu formula is simple. Incredible meat, gigantic shrimp, fabulous salads, and decadent desserts. Start your experience at Bob's with the fried calamari or fresh scallops seared in Texas burnt honey. All the beef at Bob Steak and Chop House are USDA prime cuts from the traditional fillet of tenderloin and ribeye to the adventurous Kansas City bone-in strip. They even have two different surf and turf options. And if you're looking for the other white meat, Bob Steak and Chop House serves a dry-aged pork tomahawk with homemade applesauce. Fresh seafood is on the menu from salmon to scampi and even fresh lobster tail. For reservations, give them a call or log on to the Omni Nashville Hotel website. Bob Steak and Chop House at the Omni Nashville Hotel. As the weather gets colder, the NFL offers stay hot on FanDuel. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 Moneyline bet. That's $150 if your team wins. 
If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. I like putting parlay bets together, hammering the overs, and anytime player touchdown bets always have me on the edge of my seat. So if you're ready to do the same, visit FanDuel.com slash win and kick off the NFL season. That's FanDuel.com slash win. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. 21 plus in President Kentucky. First online real money wager only $5 pregame money line wager required. First online real money wager only $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In a single moment, everything can change. When a player's sudden cardiac event brought a national football game to a halt, it shone a spotlight on the importance of CPR readiness. Now, with youth sports in full swing, the American Heart Association is rallying parents and coaches to be ready in an emergency. To be ready, learn hands-only CPR. It's a skill anyone can learn in minutes. Visit heart.org slash hands-only CPR and become a lifesaver today. It's a Bill King Show. We created a rule decades ago on the show. Weddings, things of that nature, during the playing portion, do not get consideration. No, 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 no. Don't do that. Weddings are meant for the spring. They do not get consideration during the playing portion of the season. That's just the way we work it around here. That's the way we play it around here. Weekday mornings beginning at 6 on Sports Radio 560 on 95.9 FM. JB and the General joining us now from the phones. Joey Dwyer, man who does it all, covers Vanderbilt Sports for VandySports.com as well. If you can't get enough of him, he's on the NashvilleHoops.blog, covers Lipscomb as well as Belmont University. Joey, how's it going, my friend? Good. Thank you for throwing the Nashville Hoops blog in there, too. That's the... That's one of my passions, so I appreciate you. Absolutely, and uh, Joey, you do all this as well as a full-time college student, so sleep is uh, f- for the weary at the moment for you. And do it now while you're young, kid. <laughs> yeah, there's there's sparing time for school. Once in a while, I'll get to it. There you go. Uh, there you go. Well, uh, Joey, let's just go ahead and get right into it. Uh, Vanderbilt Hoops is in quite the position at the moment uh playing georgia tonight you've got the rumor swirling around jerry stackhouse just kind of what are you hearing about it all and and your thoughts on what the mood will be like tonight yeah there's smoke around jerry stackhouse's job status after about every bad loss and i tweeted saturday after they lost to tennessee by 35 it's like they've had way too many losses that make you feel like this and start the buzz but this one feels like the most smoke we've heard after a loss, and I guess that's a byproduct of it being late in the season. But if I had to guess, they're going to make a change at some point. I can't commit to that. I don't know that for a fact. But it seems like we're starting to hear that more and more, whereas early in the season we were hearing that they're trying to justify it by telling them they're going to give them a bigger NIL budget or whatever. But it feels like now, now is the time to where it feels like this is maybe more real than it has been in the past. But, again, I can't guarantee anything. It's just a lot more smoke than it has been previously. Are we talking, like, now now or, like, after the season now? There's been some talk that if it's bad tonight, they'll do something, but I don't believe that. I think it'll be postseason or 
if anything, right before the SEC tournament. I just don't think they have a strong enough interim. I will say, though, their locker room, I don't think, really believes in him. So hmm. I guess it would make sense to do it midseason, but I just don't think that's the route they're going to take. And, Joey, has this been kind of the recent development? Is this just purely the wins and losses, or is it kind of the mood around the locker room? Kind of, kind of what what do you think the cause of kind of the shift in mentality has been? And, Joey, if you don't mind, I, let me just add, you know, we were talking about this earlier in the week. It's one thing, you know, when you go to Tennessee and you lose, I mean, Tennessee's a better team than Vanderbilt. We know that. Tennessee's a legit Final Four contender, but – I've always felt the feeling has been when you play your rival, you at least make it somewhat competitive. And I've stopped short of using the Q word based on what I saw the other day. But, man, because I have too much respect for Stack, but it kind of looked and felt like they quit on Saturday, and that's never a good sign for a coach. Yeah, for sure. I think it's, I think it's just a combination of things in terms of like this getting to this point. Obviously, the on-court stuff hasn't been good, but – there's just so much other crap that goes on there that <laughs> I think I don't think they would be in the spot they're in if that crap didn't happen. Like the amount of stuff I hear about their culture, it's all it's like I hear a new story every week about something that happens there. And mm-hmm. that that probably shouldn't be leaked to the media, but it is because I don't know if there's a whole lot of people that he's on the good side of. Mm. Like I I don't think he's a bad guy, but I think he's made a lot of maybe not enemies, but a lot of people who don't love him so that's how we've gotten here and it just feels like in every aspect that's kind of applicable joey what do you think of their roster right now because roster management has been a, a criticism of his right uh really throughout his tenure quite frankly at vanderbilt of course they got tyron lawrence back they got ezra back but outside of that what 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 do you make of their roster right now not much i mean there's a lot of guys who do one or two things well but I heard from a former player that he doesn't even think they have like four four SEC caliber guys. I think they have three for sure. Uh, Evan Taylor, I think, is better than he's shown this year, but I can't really back that up with evidence. He's playing with on an ACL sprain, so that guy's a fighter. I can I know for a fact he cares, and I think a lot of Andy fans should get behind him, although he hasn't been all that great. But I think Stack has misevaluated a lot of guys in the portal, and I think their retention is about as big of an issue as any issue they've had. You look at it, I think they've had 19 of their or 11 of their 19 high school guys from the last few years transfer and then four of the six multi-year transfers that they got went back into the portal. So again, tells you about their culture a little bit and I think there's some guys that they took for granted like Jordan Wright and I know Vandy fans didn't love Miles Studi but I think Studi brought a little bit of a swagger to their team that they really didn't have. I think Ezra's a good leader, but I don't know that they have a secondary leader now. They had three leaders last year, so there's just a lot missing from year to year here, and I don't think they did a good enough job in the portal to replace those guys. They, they lost a lot. I mean, they lost Jordan Wright. They lost Miles Studi. They lost Malik Dia, and I think Stack has tried to write that off as an excuse in the past, but, I mean, that's their fault. Like, there's a reason Jordan Wright left. There's a reason Miles Studi left. Dia... I don't know if it was as much their fault, but there's certainly something they could have done there. Like, there's a reason that guys are transferring, and that can't really be used as an excuse, if you ask me. Yeah, I mean, Joey, that was going to be my next question. You know, um, how did we get here with the way they finished last season? It looked like everything was coming together. How did how did we get how did we get here? In your mind, 
they just didn't retain anything. And I think they took a lot of what they had for granted and misevaluated some things. I think Stack has even almost admitted that he misevaluated some of their transfers. I think he misevaluated their need for another big. Um, it's just, there's a, there's so many issues. Like, I was getting pushback from, like, inside the building preseason for saying that Jordan Wright was going to be a huge loss. And it was like, are we, are we serious? Like, guys, the top 15 score in the SEC now. Like, I mean, it's nothing personal with them, but I just don't think they, I don't think they did what they needed to do this offseason to put themselves in a good spot. And it felt like they felt really good about what they had in the preseason. And I think I still kind of hear that sentiment from people. Like, they really thought they had a, deeper more athletic roster but i think they put themselves in a position where everything had to go right this year and when colin smith went down for the year i think that was a bigger loss than people realized when lee dort um obviously got in legal trouble that made a huge difference because he was their biggest most physically imposing player that made their margin fair even smaller and then with guys like taylor not being exactly what they thought he would be commentaros maybe not being exactly what they thought he would be and paul lewis kind of taking a step back, even though it seems like he's gotten better, but he hasn't turned that into results. It's just a kind of a weird dynamic on that roster where guys aren't playing with confidence, they're not playing together, and they had to be a team that played together and hit open shots and defended. And they haven't made, they haven't had a game this year where they've shot over 40% from three. And they also, I think, are in the mid 200s and Ken Palm defensive efficiency. So that kind of tells you the story. And then when you pair that with, uh, an undersized front court and an injury to one of your key guys, you really don't have a chance. Joined now by Joey Dwyer, uh, covers Vanderbilt Sports for VandySports.com. Joey, in your opinion, what is the attractiveness of Vanderbilt right now? If there is a, a move to be made at the coaching position, what kind of coach could they bring in? I'm not, not necessarily asking for names or anything, but in terms of the level, uh, what do you think that is for Vanderbilt at this moment? Yeah, I think they could bring in a candidate that people would be happy with. I just don't know that they will. Like Some of the names we've <laughs> heard would make Vandy fans really excited, but others would make them lose their minds, I think. <laughs> it's just a matter of what's, what are they looking for and what do they do. Like I think that their job can be attractive. Obviously, they have the city to sell. I think their NIL is taking a step forward. I think even if they keep Stackhouse this offseason, they'll have more to work with than they've had in the past. And this offseason, they had more to work with than they did in the past, which is another thing that makes this a little interesting to me that they've taken such a step back. But I think they're with them getting the new practice facility and then them getting them a little bit more NIL support and them having the SEC to kind of sell and them having, you know, the, the market of Nashville to sell, I think there's a real opportunity for somebody to come in and turn it around. It's just they haven't really had the right guy in the past. And Stackhouse, I think, had the potential to be the right guy. It's just some things have gone poorly down the stretch, and obviously he's proven to not be that guy. Maybe next season if he they throw a ton of NIL money in, he could be, but I doubt it. And uh, I think there's just so many deeper issues within that program. But if somebody can come in and build a strong culture and – can kind of rile the boosters up and get them lined up to give them money, I think they have a real chance to be a pretty attractive job. One of our listeners mentioned Casey Alexander as a potential name. And Joey, with your work with NashvilleHoops.blog, you have covered uh, Casey now for a, a couple of years now. I've kind of been around him 
Do you think he would be a good fit for a Power 5 program like Vanderbilt? It's interesting to me because I just don't know if he's won enough recently. I think Casey's a really good coach, and I think I think he, if they hadn't moved to the MVC, he might have a Power 5 job by now if they had mm. made the tournament a few times. And mm. if they didn't have what happened before COVID happen, I think he would have had a chance to get one as well. But I just don't know if he's a hot enough name right now. I will say, though, Belmont's a dark horse NBC contender in my mind. But I just don't know that his team has enough depth. And I think he would really have to make some waves at Belmont before Vandy would consider making that move. But I think I think he'd be interested probably. I just don't know that they would hire him. I don't think it would be the worst hire in the world, though. Now, Joey, you uh, cover uh, football, basketball, and now that the baseball season has uh, kicked off, a tough loss for the Vandy boys last night. Kind of what is your outlook on the season after, uh, granted, it's only been four games. What is your outlook on on that roster so far? I don't know that I'm fully panicked yet. I think Tim Corbin has enough of a track record to where I'm not panicked, but obviously the expectations are higher for them than other programs around Vandy. And I think Corbin's comments last night about them maybe having a loss of emotion and kind of losing themselves in the eighth inning where they gave up seven runs were a little concerning to me because I don't think his teams normally do that. But I think they're a talented group. I don't think they have like an Enrique Bradfield, Austin Martin, or J.J. Bode on the roster. Hmm. But I think they have the potential to be a, one of his more deep groups, especially on the pitching staff. What's concerned me so far has been the bullpen and the defense. I think they're kind of a work in progress defensively still. they got a lot of guys playing a lot of different positions. And pitching staff-wise, their bullpen has really – they've blown leads in three games. Hmm. So that kind of tells you some things. But I think they have enough arms to where they can string together 27 outs pretty easily on an SEC weekend. It's just a matter of finding which guys are in which roles. And right now, I think the role that they're really trying to find is who's the closer. McIlvain had a tough night last night, and so did Sawyer Hawks. Hawks didn't record an out, and he was supposed to be kind of their guy heading into the, the season. But we'll see, man. I think – I think they're better than they've shown, but again, we don't really have evidence to back that up at this point. Joey, I kind of blew my stack last fall with the football program. You know, they start off two and zero. You know, they blew that game at Wake Forest. They blew that game at UNLV. They should have started the season four and zero. And I just I let go of the rope. You know, I've been I've been carrying the water for Vanderbilt football ever since I got here twelve years ago. Give me something that I can hold on to with Clark Lee in the football program. Is there anything? In your mind? Well, this offseason, I think you saw a little bit of optimism with what they were doing at Iowa's. They got a lot more backing from boosters and from people that matter this offseason. Uh, and I think that's the thing that Clark Lee has done really well is he has people behind him who will support him. Uh, that's a good thing, big picture. I guess if you're looking for this season, they're going to – they're going to run a much different offense than they ran last year, and it's going to give them a little bit more margin for error with the offensive line and with the running game. So we'll see. I'm not going to promise anything, but those are my two reasons for optimism there. I think Clark is doing what seems to be close to an impossible job, but it's uh, he's doing a better job than some guys have with it. Well, Joey, we appreciate you. Uh, before you go, plug all your work and uh, all your socials. Yeah, uh, mainly what I just use is Twitter. If you want to connect with me on LinkedIn, you know, any college student's looking for that. But Twitter, <laughs> uh, Joey underscore DWY, I work for com, covering men's basketball, women's basketball, 
football and baseball and then Nashville Hoops doing Lipscomb and Belmont. So I appreciate you all having me on, Pat, and hopefully I'll see you soon. Absolutely. Uh, we'll definitely be seeing him on the sidelines at Lipscomb. Joey Dwyer. Great job, Joey. Yeah, we're going to get you on more often, for yeah, sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, always fun talking Vandy sports, John. Yeah. Um, he's very well plugged in. He has a good knowledge of what's going He's a full-time student, and he's doing all this? Full-time student. I met him a couple months ago. He, uh, of course, goes to Lipscomb, yeah. covers some of their games as well. Yeah. I'd seen his work with uh, Vandy Sports, and I just went up to him. And, hey, man, you're doing a great job. We exchanged numbers, and uh, he's been my Vandy insider ever since. Well, I'm so, telling uh, you, man, that guy's, that guy's got a bright future sure in his business. He is well plugged in. Good job by you. Good guesting by you. All right. You want to react to anything Joey had to say or whatever? Give us a call, 615-844-5600. John Burton, Patton Cook, till the top of the hour. Oh, beautiful gold rush with your sparkling top prize. You surely are a sight for sore eyes. And jackpot slots with your chance of $75,000 winners. Oh, how I'd take you for a candlelight dinner. Uh, sounds like people are really loving the new February Instant Games from the Tennessee Lottery. Play today for your chance to win up to $5 million, only from the Tennessee Lottery. Game-changing fun. Please play responsibly. Attention business owners. WNSR has some exciting opportunities for your business to thrive in the dynamic world of sports radio advertising. As the proud home of some of your favorite sports teams like the Atlanta Braves, Memphis Grizzlies, and more, we understand the power of sports in bringing people together and creating a passionate community. We believe that your business can become an integral part of this experience, reaching a diverse and engaged audience. Contact the WNSR sales team for an opportunity to discuss how Nashville's sports radio can elevate your brand to new heights. Whether you're interested in a specific sponsorship package or would like a customized solution, we are here to meet your advertising needs. Call 615-844-1039, 615-844-1039, or email saleswnsr at gmail.com. That's saleswnsr at gmail.com. We all hear the radio ads about the IRS. They tell you to be afraid, to be scared, and they try to frighten you into calling. I'm not here to do that. Tax Relief Advocates is different. TRA is here to tell you that if you owe money to the IRS, whether it's $5,000, $50,000, or $500,000, we have a solution. It doesn't matter if you're sitting in your car, at work, or with your kids. No matter where you are, call now. 800-617-0239. Don't lose hope. TRA can eliminate or reduce what you owe to the IRS. There is zero risk to you. If we can't reduce your tax debt, then you pay nothing. Our passion is taxes and helping individuals fix their IRS problems. We have a five-star rating on Google and Yelp and an A-plus with the Better Business Bureau. You don't need to be afraid of the IRS any longer. End your tax nightmare today by visiting us online at tra.com or call 800-617-0239. That's 800-617-0239. Tax Relief Advocates, real solutions for real people. You enjoy the thrill of gambling, but what happens when it becomes a problem? Whether you want to cut back or quit gambling altogether, the Gambling Clinic has been helping people change their gambling for over two decades. We're here to help, not to judge. The Gambling Clinic is a Tennessee-based clinic offering in-person and telehealth support to help people win back their life. Visit us at thegamblingclinic.com. This project is funded by the Tennessee Department of Mental Health and Substance Abuse Services. 
It's the McFarlane Show with Darren McFarlane and Fox 17's Justin McFarlane. Maybe it's a overreaction on Monday, but I'm going to move it forward for me. Pump the brakes a little bit on Kyle Shanahan. He's got to do it to be included as he's one of the best coaches in the NFL. Now, right now, I would say Andy Reid is one of the best coaches in the NFL, and he's one of the best coaches of all time. The McFarlane Show with Darren and Justin on Nashville Sports Radio WNF. Rolling along here on a Wednesday. JB and the General, John Burton, Patton Cook inside the Strike and Spare Family Fund Center Studios. Presented by the Omni Nashville Hotel. Who we got on the phones there, uh, PC? Kenny the Mailman. Well, let's go to Kenny the Mailman. Good morning, Kenny. Good morning, good friends. How are y'all? Doing great. How are you? Excellent. You know, the other day, pogue is a French word, and I looked it up. Do y'all know what it means? <laughs> no, what does it mean, Ken? Kaharski. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? How, who knew? Who knew? <laughs> L- listen, I've been going to Vandy fans ever since I was seven or eight, Vandy games since I was seven or eight years old. I've already given up on basketball because it's just not fun. And mm-hmm. that's, you know, really, if you don't go to a school or graduate from a school, right. it's entertainment. If it's right. not fun, I'm not going to spend money going there or anything. But I really like football. Last year's team was 0-8, lost eight games by double digits in the SEC. Did you realize that? Yep. Well this learned. year will make that season look really, really good. <laughs> and I'm not just saying that to be funny or anything. Any player that can walk and chew gum is transferred. Do you all know the exact number of transfers they've had of important players? No, I don't have that. It's I don't in have those the numbers high in teams, yeah. starters in the high teens. They've added Texas. They have a murderer's row in the SEC schedule. And these stupid people went out and scheduled, instead of bringing in four games that they really desperately need, they're going to play SMU, which scores 50 points a game, Virginia Tech, which is a strong physical team, and they're going to, of all teams, for an SEC team to go to Georgia State instead of buying them out. I'm not University of Georgia. Georgia, Georgia State. State. Yep. They're going to be the visiting team against Georgia State instead of buying four games for your coach and saying, look, coach, here's four we can win. Let's build on that. But you know, when someone runs a program like that, why do you want to support them? Well, listen, I, I'm i not big on fan apathy, but I get it. You know, I certainly oh, yeah. understand it. You know what I mean? I mean, I, you know. All those years covering the Pittsburgh Pirates, I certainly understand it, losing year after losing year. And the problem is there just doesn't seem to be a light at the end of the tunnel. I don't know what can be done. I mean, you know, like I said, NIL can help, Transfer Portal can help, but, you know, you can't. it's one thing to have it. you got to do it, and you got to do it right. Yeah, they were bad the old way college football was doing things. There's no hope with the new way and the new NIL payments and everything. But... It is what it is, and sometimes the light at the end of the tunnel is the train coming at you. <laughs> yeah, have a great day. Thanks. Bye. Thanks, Kenny. <laughs> Who else we got, Pat? Tony and Nolan's. Oh, well, hello, Tony. Good morning, General, and good morning, John. Good morning, good morning. Tony. Yes, sir. Uh, gentlemen, I talked yesterday 
Darren let me uh, have a good little platform for several minutes yesterday. We had a good discussion on Vanderbilt. Mm-hmm. And uh, he made the comment that Candace did not hire Stackhouse. I beg to differ. She was there under Malcolm Turner and a part of that regime. Am I correct on this? You are. Yep. That she is. She was right there under David Williams. So Candace has come up the ladder. So to me, she is as much a part of hiring him as she is the AD today to fire him. And if she don't do this, and I've said this before on these airways, if she don't fire him, and I've heard other fan bases say this, if she don't fire him, then Deermeyer ought to fire both her and Stackhouse. And I know that'd be two major roles to fill, but that's where a lot of fans are at right now. And, you know, just hearing Kenny the mailman. And we, we look at the football schedule. Your four non-conference games are what he just mentioned. Georgia State went to a bowl game, you know. Yeah. And Virginia Tech and FanDuel's already got them at two and a half wins. Don't know if they're going to get to a third win. So you've got that situation. You've got the basketball situation. And you just uh, – the, the fans, you've got to you know the general right there right now. We have all are in the same boat that is leaving the ship because we know the ship is sinking and has sunk. And uh, that's where so many Vanderbilt fans are at now. The attendance is just dismal. Mm. And uh, so, I mean, and just touching on all that, it's several years away if they're going to get, you know, away. I call it being behind the eight ball. They're, they're, they can't do nothing. They're directly behind the eight ball. And if they do anything, they're on scratch, you know. And uh, it's just that situation. So that's what I want to say on Thunderbolt. I got to do this before I get off here real quick. Hmm. My neighbor, a couple of days ago, we were talking. He's from Dayton. He says, Dayton was going to come in and beat Vanderbilt. And I said, we're joking. I said, <laughs> i tell you what, if they beat Vanderbilt, I'll say something about the damn Dayton Flyers on the radio. Well, I'm eating crow this morning, and we <laughs> talked last night. I told him I would mention the seven-run comeback. I told him he reminded me that uh, it was the first win for Dayton over a top uh, ten team. Since 1996. Wow. And I, I, I didn't know none of this stuff, you know. Yeah. And uh, he, yeah, so I had to eat crow a little bit last night, and I had to pay off on my debt this morning. So good for his date flyers. I know he's listening. He's not a caller. <laughs> and I know he's got a big smile on his face, but uh, maybe we'll get him in another. Maybe we'll play him in football. Yeah. That might be a thing. All right, guys. Thank you for letting me talk. Okay, Always Tony. a good show. Thank you. Thanks, man. Guys. Appreciate it, Tony. All Thanks, right. Tony. Yeah. Well, a lot of passion about Vanderbilt sports and where they're at right now. And so, uh, you know, the train keeps moving. We'll, we'll see where it lands. You're right. So Kenny is right. Sometimes the light at the end of the tunnel is the oncoming train right. about to run your ass <laughs> over. So.
All right, we'll come back and wrap up the show after this. It's just a few cocktails at happy hour. There aren't any cops around. After every game, we always have a few. It's no big deal. It was just a few drinks. I'm good. Hey, I can hold my liquor. I drink and drive all the time. If you put away some drinks, put away your keys. Fans don't let fans drive drunk. Brought to you by the Tennessee Highway Safety Office. Some days I cover up because of my moderate to severe plaque psoriasis. Now I'm hitting the road with clearer skin thanks to Sky Rizzy. Rizm Kism of Rizza, a prescription only 150 milligram injection for adults who are candidates for systemic or phototherapy. With Sky Rizzy, three out of four people achieved 90% clearer skin at four months. And Sky Rizzy is just four doses a year after two starter doses. Don't use if allergic to Sky Rizzi. Serious allergic reactions and an increased risk of infections or a lower ability to fight them may occur. Before treatment, your doctor should check for infection and tuberculosis. Tell your doctor if you have an infection or symptoms such as fever, sweats, chills, muscle aches, or cough, or if you plan to or recently received a vaccine. Thanks to Sky Rizzi, there's nothing on my skin, and that means everything. your doctor today about Sky Rizzi, the number one dermatologist prescribed biologic in psoriasis. And visit SkyRizzy.com or call 1-866-SKY-RIZZY to learn more. Wesley Financial Group is not a law firm. This story is called The Ugly Truth About Timeshare. If you think you've done your family a favor by buying a timeshare, you need my help. Hello, I'm Chuck McDowell, CEO and founder of Wesley Financial Group. Ten years ago, I started helping folks cancel their timeshare. And in the process, started what's now called the timeshare cancellation industry. Timeshare is the only thing that you can buy that you can't tell me how much it's going to cost or when it's going to end. When you buy a timeshare, you give them a blank check to fill out any amount they want for annual maintenance and assessment fees. The crazy thing is, this never ends. Even when you die, your family's now going to be stuck with this burden. Stop the insanity today. Call my office now. If we take you as a client, I guarantee we'll cancel your timeshare or you'll pay nothing. Call for your free information kit. 800-462-3333. That's 800-462-3333. 800-462-3333. Looking for something to take your mind off this traffic? How about a true story of instant success? Did you hear about the two friends who went grocery shopping in Ashland City and picked up everything on their list plus $75,000? Or the one where a truck driver made a last-minute stop off Interstate 40 and drove off with a cool million? All their lives changed in an instant, and yours could too. So stop by your local retailer for your chance with instant games from the Tennessee Lottery. Game-changing, life-changing fun. Please play responsibly. Hey, it's John Burton from News Channel 5 and the Greg Bogan John Burton Show. And I'm former All-Pro linebacker for the Tennessee Titans, also known as Mr. Monday Night Keith Bullock. And I'm Patton Cook. We're inviting you to join us every Saturday morning from 10 to 11 for What's Good with KB and JB, the podcast show. All live on Nashville Sports Radio and all streaming platforms. We talk Titans, we talk SEC football, we talk NBA, we talk everything, and we also get a little petty from time to time. Make sure you join us. Wrapping up a Wednesday edition of the JB in General show right here on WNSR, Nashville Sports Radio. You know, sometimes you just get going on a topic and it just kind of, you know, 
finds a mind of its own. I mean, the, the passion is there for yeah. Vanderbilt sports fans. Clearly. And, you know, we had Joey Dwyer on from com, And he seems to really be speaking. And I know you're, you know, you're a big voice for Vanderbilt sports. I mean, seems to be speaking for a lot of the fans. I mean, you know, judging by who we talked to today and, and, and the vibe going around, people are just fed up, man. You know? that They really are. And some of that isn't necessarily, I don't know. I, how much blame do you put on Jerry Stackhouse for where they are right now? Definitely some, uh, probably the majority of it. But I, I do think, though, it is a bigger issue. And we've heard kind of the talks of, uh, John, you've mentioned the academic standards to get in. And I think they've lightened a little bit. But I think the main thing you have right now with the way college basketball go, is going, it's not really the one-and-done era anymore for the most part teams that are winning at a high level it's mainly a lot of veteran led groups look at tennessee they've got some talented young players on that team for sure but uh the players driving the boat right now are third and fourth and fifth year guys don't connect right ziegler's been there vescovy's been there for a while now it's very rare that a team would stay together and i mean you know those guys after what happened last year especially with ziegler getting hurt you know for them to all decide, hey, we're all coming back, and we feel like we're this is our year. I mean that that doesn't happen right in today's college basketball. And and the way Vanderbilt set up, they're just not going to be able to get guys like that. And until something is changed on that front, you just wonder if things will ever be the same. But a big game tonight uh, for the Commodores. I will be watching yeah. every minute of that for a variety of different reasons. But uh, A lot of speculation out, out there about the future of uh, Jerry Stackhouse. Exactly. And, uh, you heard Joey Dwyer saying it, that it's, you know, there's there's smoke now. There's a lot of smoke. We'll see if there's fire to that smoke. And, you know, so, sounds like uh, the program, Stack, everybody involved could use a win tonight over Georgia. Uh, yes. Fans could use one even though they won't care. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> beat Georgia, who the hell cares? But no, you're right. It's it's a big one over on West End and uh, looking forward to it. Yeah, Belmont on the road tonight at Drake. Uh, Bruins back over 500 now in the uh, Missouri Valley Conference at 9-7. and seven with Drake's 13-3, and three, really good basketball team. Boy, that, that conference, man, they got some good teams. Man. And uh, John, we mentioned the Preds win yeah. uh, uh, in Las Vegas. Did you see the story that came out? Uh, of course, Bruno ha- had made a slight itinerary change in the Preds' uh, schedule. They were supposed to get to Vegas three days early and said they came back home. Mm-hmm. They were going to go to a, uh, a uh, U2 concert at uh, the Sphere. He canceled all that. After the uh, last two games, he canceled it. Uh, the guys did not go. They get the win. I, I don't know if you saw that. I don't know what you uh, thought of that. I didn't. I did not see that. So well, you know. But they got the win. They got the win, so it worked, right? That Stanley yeah. Cup. Here we come. That's, a, that's right. <laughs> that's a nice win. Like I said, to go into the champs' house and get a, and get a victory, starting off a road trip with a, with a win, coming off a win at home. So uh, you know they're they're right in the hunt there for that wild card spot. In the Western Conference, we'll see uh, how they do. Coming up, straight ahead, Jim Rome. And after that, from 2 to 4, it's the McFarlands, Darren and Justin. They welcome your phone calls, and they mean it. What do you got going on today? Just life of leisure today. Watching Arsenal. Big one in the Champions League today. I'll be watching. Yeah. What's 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 our? Uh, I'm an Arsenal fan too. What's our battle cry? Uh, come on, you Gunners. Come on, you Gunners. All right. Hey, thanks for listening, everybody. Jim Rome is next. We'll catch you tomorrow.